You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're listening to us, welcome. It's the Friday... It's the... Yeah, I was going to say it's the Friday wrap-up. It's the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> Every intro is different. <laughs> oh, God. Ridiculous. And look at how red I am now. Just a beautiful color shade of red. We're live. I'm Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell, David Warren. I am one of the owners and a mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. Greg is a partner at Blue Panda Realty. And David Warren is my business partner at Referral Mortgages and also a, an ace. An ace of spades when it comes to mortgages. <laughs> the ace of spades... That's actually, uh, (laughs) I'll tell a funny, funny story to kick it off here. So we have this running joke in my family. My dad is, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's a man of few words. Um, used to be at least he's a, he's a little more talkative now, but, uh, whenever he'd get really angry, there was a, there was an instance where I can't remember what happened. Something broke, I think. And he was just like at his breaking point. And instead of like swearing or anything, he just went, Ace, like just so angry, just just like Ace. That was the best. Uh, anyways, it was great. How was the week? Another interesting week in the world of real estate. Craig, New you... listing, losing some offers, got some other buyers coming on board, some other things coming along, and just we just keep going. I don't know if you saw my uh, my post promoting the show last night. I forgot to mention that this morning when we got on here, but uh, I lost uh, an offer. We were 210 over asking and it sold for 275 over asking. Bridalwood, Canada. What's the percentage difference? What's that? Because if we're talking a $200,000 home, that's one thing, but I think it, it was it's about 25 or 30%. $900,000 home, $900,000 home, beautiful home. I like, I would live in that home and I don't say that very often. Um, but, uh, yeah, my guys couldn't get, get it or get they're, they're from, live. They're from out of town. They're coming in from Edmonton and, uh, We've been we've lost a couple in the Glebe and like and uh, mm. Dow's Lake area, and for them to think that buying in the suburbs was close to the same price as those areas, they just couldn't wrap their heads around it. Even though the average pointed exactly to the number where it sold at, pretty much. I, I'm still wrapping my head around that. Like I'm, 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 I'm still trying yeah. to wrap my head around the fact that Canada and these suburb areas, Barhaven are hitting price points that you're getting homes in, in Westboro, in Glebe, in Hintonburg, like West center town. I find that I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. So I don't blame that those clients of yours are trying to figure that out too. No. And, and to be fair, the, the oddest thing is that the ones that we lost previously were priced around 1.15, 1.2 million when we would lose by maybe like, you know, we lost one by like 10 and then, you know, another one by like 30. Uh, whereas this was listed at 900,000. So to think that it was going to sell for that. But when I looked at the that's past sales, I was like, everything was listed between 800 and 900,000. And they sold from 1.1 to 1.25 million. Mm-hmm. So the average was 1.16. I'm like, look, the average is one six. I'm like, what do we need to do to win? I'm like 1.2. I'm like, 1.2 will get you the house. I go, that's, I know it's hard to believe. And she's like, I can't, I can't justify that. And then it sold for 1.16. And I was like, and it was listed at eight, you said, or 850? 
Listed at eight. At eight. Listed at eight. It was crazy. I mean, the thing is, for for them, they wanted they want the in-law suite. It had that sick in-law suite with a walkout. So the yard is pie-shaped lot, massive, massive pool with enough yard to build another pool and a huge deck up top with a 14-seater patio set, like a d- table. I mean, like it was exceptional for that. It had everything that they needed, but you know, bottom line was the price just, uh, it just seemed so, so you were right. Touch. You were right. Again, numbers Again. didn't lie, but uh, numbers didn't lie off on the offer. Yeah. And I told them, yeah. so they're like, what do you think? And I, I go, I think 1.2 is probably going to get it. And then, you know, that's, uh, I saw, she's like 1.10. 1.1 I was like, that's it. She's like, that's, that's our top for this one. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, I mean, at the end of the I day, it was a fair offer. That was a fair offer, but you know, yeah. yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, people also need to be mindful of their own budget too, or what they're comfortable at. Right. I mean, well, some people, it, it, yeah, it might get and to that's that point where they end up 1.2, but I always say, you know, you got to just your, your bid is the price you're comfortable losing at. Right. I mean, I'm talking about that with someone else right now. They're in Morocco. I'm trying to help them buy from Morocco mm-hmm. in Beacon Hill. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in a situation where in Beacon Hill, there's three properties that dropped their price this week. Three. Mm-hmm. They didn't sell on offer day. They all dropped their price. And now we're in one that dropped its price, but we're thinking of coming in even, even lower. So we'll see where that goes. That's um, wild. Yeah. That's one thing I, the biggest takeaway from that post you made was just the variance of offers from Canada to Orleans, where you have one property that's going for, you know, two, 300,000 over asking. You have others that have, you know, one or two offers at asking. And then you have other properties that are getting zero offers and are having to drop their price. So yeah. what, what are the main factors do you think that are contributing to that, that variance? It's very confusing. I mean, I think I just have a feeling that people are not really seeing the value in certain neighborhoods or they're overvaluing certain properties. Um, you know, and location wise too, I, I, I don't really know. Like the, the ones, the ones in Beacon Hill, they need a lot of work. They need a lot of work. Okay. It's Beacon Hill. But so as the prices went up, I think that, you know, they, it reached its kind of limit unless it's exceptional. These were not exceptional properties and they were demanding exceptional prices. On the other hand, in Bridalwood, you're in one of the best neighborhoods in the city. Uh, and you're in some of the biggest homes that are backing on green space. So there's, you know, the demand for those properties, like certain people wait years to live there. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like Beacon Hill, but those ones didn't have any work to do. So I don't know. Everyone's got its, everything's got its differences, but the, the one thing though, about the Beacon Hill properties, they, all of them needed a lot of work. Like you, they need at least $150,000 into it, into them. So does I that th- make Be- Beacon Hill properties a million dollars? You know, could be. I, I think there was something that you said, uh, you know, you've said it all along, but you know, for this variance in pricing and, and, you know, like you were saying, some properties going back on with the drop with the price being reduced or this or that. But at the end of the day, if the property is, if, if the pro if, if the asset is a good property and it's well finished and it's desirable, it's going to still get eyes on it. Yes. And it's multi offers. Not everything's going multi offer and a lot of stuff isn't getting offers on offer day, but they're dated properties. They're not renovated. They're not in a great, maybe an area that's for some not as desirable, but if it's a like this place in Canada, well done, like in loss, we walk out, great deck, this, that, yeah. that that's going it's to gonna get, get the big eyeballs money. on it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had a client that, uh, that lost out on a property in Orleans last week. And it was, you know, he was asked me, it was listed at, uh, at 1.4 or 1.5. And, 
it was unbelievable. Um, like the landscaping alone was got to be a couple hundred thousand, um, you know, exceptional, if not even higher than that. But, uh, you know, and he was asking me, well, what do you, what do you like? I'm, should I be worried about appraisal? And I said, oh, this is Orleans. I'm still trying to wrap my head around a place yeah. you can listen at 1.4. I'm yeah. like, I can't tell you. I'm like, I'm, I'm throwing this back to your realtor. I don't know his realtor. I'm just like, so just hold on. Listen, go back to your realtor. This is a conversation with them. I can't look at current sales. I know that like Avalon has had some 1.4 sales and things like that, but like, I can't fathom that this is uh that stuff's going for one point. Anyways, it ended up going for one six uh, in Orleans. It's, Jesus. it's, it's a, I mean, <laughs> trust me, it's like, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and, and I mean, if you look it up, you'll it better be able to find it, but <laughs> it you know, be. It, like uh, I was, if it was, if it was downtown, I'd be uh, downtown and a, and a lot less. I'd be very interested. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but uh, and you know, the, the other thing that's going on right now is that we thought that the market was kind of correcting itself a bit where everybody was starting to price things a little bit more um, in line with where it should be. And then we aren't, we weren't getting the showings. Mm-hmm. The agents aren't getting the showings on the properties that are priced properly. So now we're, we're back in this weird world where there's some that are being priced like that, but then there's a lot coming out that are going back to what we were pricing at, at the 499 number to get people in and, and get that, that bigger number. Right. So it's super confusing. Like I talked to an, an agent the other day and he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, you got to price at a hundred thousand under what you want to get at least. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm not, I go, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that game, but you know, he's, you know, he, he's doing it and he's probably going to get his money, probably going to get a seller's money, but man, like it's, uh, it's all, it's all over the map. I, you know, as time goes on, we've talked about, it, I just see it. It, it just keeps changing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so difficult to sit down and have a proper conversation, but, but this is the conversation. And by the time I'm done explaining this to somebody, they're just like, I don't, I don't get it. And this like, is, this is why people need to tune into Torup every week because it's <laughs> exactly, on a weekly basis. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was going. So, I was going to say. Go ahead. No, I was just. Never mind. Go. You, I was just going to say that th- this sort of um, behavior, I guess, by real estate agents, is the exact behavior that's going to prompt, uh, like blind bidding is going to be gone. Like it's going to prompt more automation. It's going to prompt more. Uh, property valuations that set the the list price, like all of these things are going to come into effect because yeah. the market, even as a professional, you have absolutely no way to truly like, I mean, you were accurate in that property, but if you look at one end of the city versus the other, you have to have completely different strategies and how many, like you're a very well-educated, experienced real estate agent. Imagine people that are new in the industry and have absolutely no idea where to even start. Like those clients are still given the impression that they're getting the best advice possible, which they may be getting the best advice from that specific person, but it might not be the best advice there is, you know? Um, so I just think when you have that much variance in, in the prices where, you know, you're going 200 something over asking and it's going for 300 and something over asking and, and so on, th- these sorts of experiences, and we've been talking about this for months, these are the sorts of things that are going to bring in more automation and bring in more, uh, you know, auto- automated values or, and things like that prior to listing. Or regulation. regulation. Like, I think there needs to be there needs to be more regulation in the sense of blind bidding. We've talked about it, you know, in the blind bidding and double ending things like that. Um, that I think those there will needs change to be. Landscape. It it, ha- mm-hmm. it has to come, and it, it needs to come fast. Of course, it's going to come too late. It'll probably yeah. come like next year, uh, which will you know. But we'll see what happens. Have you can, ever uh, spoken I leave... to somebody at the Sorry, Orb? Sorry, no, no. Go fin- finish your thought. 
I just want to go into the story quickly because it, it stems from it, exactly what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. I got a call last night from a friend who has a friend, <coughs> excuse me, who purchased um, elsewhere and um, they felt swindled. They felt swindled by the agent, um, the agents. And uh, he explained the story to me and, and I, I agree 100%. So what happened was he went to see a property um, and th- there's a team. It's two agents working on the property from the same brokerage. Uh, shows sees the property. Uh, it's listed at uh, listed in the between four, between four and five hundred thousand. And he says to him, um, "Okay." Uh, the guy's like, "Yeah, there's going to be multiple offers." You know, what what do you think? And he's like, "Well, I want to bid, uh, you know, five hundred five hundred thousand on it." And he's like, "Well, no." He's like, "That's not that's not going to work." that's not going to work on this. He's like, well, I'd like to bid 500,000 and then, you know, the seller can counter or when it comes time to, uh, when there's other offers on the table, maybe I'll, maybe I'll up my bid. He's like, that's, that's not going to work. You're going to have to pay five, five fifty if you want the property. Does it, does it, he says, I'm not, has it in writing that the agent's saying, I will not submit the offer that you're asking for. Hmm. I won't submit it. So Basically, what's happening here is you've got two agents working together who are going to double end a property and trying to get this guy to spend more money than the other buyers are going to bring. So his own agent that's representing him said they wouldn't submit that offer? Correct. Wow. Hmm. And, and so he ended up... actually, And then this is the kicker. They tried to get him to spend more money. He refused. They said he, they said they had 12 offers. He, you know, he's working with them and all he's doing is hearing this from them. There's no proof of of anything. He's like, uh, they tried to get him to spend more. He said, no, this is my top number. They accepted it. It's conditional. They accepted it because they said that he had a, he had a letter from the lender. So they accepted the deal. And, uh, I guess now he's just trying to figure out, you know, what he, what he's going to do here, but he feels like he's been, uh, he's been taken. A bit. Now, is there any way for the real estate boards, like when they, when there's a complaint to, to Rico or, you know, anything like that, where they, you know, and I know that the, the statistics this year, the, com- the number of complaints I was reading are through the roof, um, I'm you know, sure. because of this, because of blind bidding and all that. But is there any way of Rico verifying in this case, like for this gentleman, how many offers there were actually yeah. on the table? Yeah. They have to keep record of everything. So if an investigation was put into play, that would be the first thing they would go and say, show us um, how many offers were submitted and show us those offers. So, so, so people can understand, cause I don't even know that I didn't even know this. So where do you keep that, the record of that on file? Do you keep co- you copies keep, of those offers? Legally, you're supposed to keep every single offer that you get submitted. So, and I only learned this this year after I had at, at the beginning of the year, when I had that uh, 36 offer property, hmm. You know, so you had to go through all, all the emails and I had them all, I had them all downloaded, named in, in folders. So if anything came up, I could go back and see it. Right. But yeah, you have to. And I, be, I bet a lot of agents that are even listening to this right now don't know that legally you need to keep for yourself and for your brokerage. You need to keep every single offer that you get on every offer that you're working with on and, every property. Is there, selling. is there a stipulation for how many years, you know, like, is there like a timeline at all that I'm not sure of? I imagine there's a timeline. It could be seven years, just like, you know, so when, when this regulation comes into play, cause I feel like it's, it's inevitable. Uh, when it comes into play, I wonder if they'll backdate it. So, 
you know, if you bought a home in the past, you'll be able to see the last couple of years worth of transactions. No, there's no way. They'll just kind of, it'll be from a point in time forward. I would think, I don't think yeah. it'd be hard for them to go back. It'd be nice. But then you're yeah, also, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. All the people that were outbid, like, like, damn it. Yeah, like um, two years ago being like, ah, oh, I got f- like screwed over. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, so, uh, that'll just have be, some system that scrapes all much. the data, you know? Um, Terry Wilson was asking if you knew what the, what the, what the comps were on that property. On which one? Uh, the one in Quebec, I'm assuming. She, she I posted don't. it a few minutes ago. I don't. It is a Quebec property, correct? I think you mentioned. Or, yeah, okay. Could be. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought it was. I, th- I didn't realize that. I apologize. Could be. Could somewhere be. Else. <laughs> somewhere um, else. Somewhere else. In another province. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but that's, yeah, I mean, so, that's a shame. Luckily, he's under is. conditions. And, and, and this, is, and this goes, goes to two points here. If I have someone come in, um, you know, first of all, I, I don't let them work with me. If I'm, you know, I don't double end a property. I, you know, I, I bring them to somebody else. There's no commission reduction. And there's also, you know, as an agent, you do, you do what someone asks you to do something, you do it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't try to convince them to spend more money. Mm. <laughs> like what? You yeah. know, like, like that's, that's classic, like sleazeball sales tactic shit that, you know, you hear about, you know, like old school stereotype used car salesman type thing, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just wild. Like, and, and like there needs to be, and it's, it just shows that there needs to like, you know, talk about regulations, even though, you know, we're regulated like crazy, um, but clearly not enough. Like shit like so, that, just it shouldn't be happening at all. So something that uh, that the banks do when when it is actually and to this point for a scenario just like this and the reason why they do it. But if there's if there's two agents, two realtors that are working in the same that work for the same brokerage on the same transaction, it automatically triggers an appraisal. So a lot of people don't realize that, but it automatically triggers an appraisal. The bank wants that because of the because of that exact reason of that. collusion. Really, this yeah. is a fact. But, yeah, they're worried mm-hmm. about collusion on a on a transaction. Yes. So, so if it's under the same house, cahoots. Yeah, if you're if you're if it's two agents with Blue Panda, they're going to it's going to trigger an appraisal. If it's two re, like from the same Remax office or you know Remax in Ottawa here, Remax affiliates or Remax whatever, it's going to trigger an appraisal. So um, I didn't know that. that's something to be aware of as well for, you know, if, if any of you agents out there, and I hope there's none of you out there that are, you know, transacting this manner, but, um, it will trigger an appraisal. And, and if it's something where you've gone in unconditional, uh, and you've inflated that price where it can't hit a hit, can't hit value, then, you know, you're going to be up the Creek because maybe you get a complaint to Rico, which now, you know, what Greg's mentioned, you have to keep all offers, uh, yeah. on any property. So they'll, you know, if it, then you're getting that it's, blind bidding. What, what was the closest? Why are they being bid up and why is it not hitting value? So something to be caught. Yeah. It's enough. just, and, and you know what, you know how it is. Like when you, when you sense it, when you sense that something's happening, usually it is. Yeah. You know, if you feel uncomfortable, you probably have a reason to be. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see where that goes. I just, it was really sad to hear that story because uh, I don't like, like, you know, and, and I said to him, I go, that sounds like, you know, punch in the face type of, <laughs> yeah you know, category Tactics. right there. Yeah. You know what? But like, a, just a, wake up, man. He's able to walk away from that property still. Cause he's under conditions and, and change. Yeah. And yeah. change, well, change, and, realtors, yeah, he change is. like brokerages, you know, kind of completely get out from that. There are definitely options there for sure. So um, we'll see where it ends. 
changing, uh, changing angles. And we didn't talk about it before, but I wanted to bring it up with, I thought hilarious is, uh, one of your listings, Greg is, uh, is a property that I renovated about four years ago as a, yeah, uh, I know four years ago. And, and, and it's, and it's doubled in value. <laughs> it's cr- It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Dave's eyeballs. I like, <laughs> I like seeing, I like seeing, but I, I do like seeing that, that my, uh, my, my renos are holding up real nice. Looking good. Yeah. <laughs> Looking fresh. Forcing even, appreciation. Even, even five years yeah. later, that uh, that flip is still looking uh, still looking prime. That's a great that's a great story, man. That whole, that whole thing. So yeah, I'm excited for that. We're doing offers next week, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Of course, of course, uh, there was nothing on that street uh, since um, I think February or January, and then now suddenly there's like three in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, competition. Years ago, whenever Anyways. it was that we that we did it that. We, like it was like an a pocket where it was like I don't know some people didn't want to go or this and now it's just like bidding wars price jumped yeah it's uh, yeah. hilarious but I uh, I enjoyed going through the photos of the uh, photos of it I think I texted you about it of uh, yeah. of it uh, anyways I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that spot, so I'm glad man. to see that you got that listing yeah yeah and it backs yeah. on backs on the green space anyways. too so it's a it's a good good property yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Where are we at? I think, I think I know one, we had some other one, stuff to talk about here. Yeah, right? One, one quick reminder for any realtor, anyone out there that is shopping, or if you have clients shopping, or if you're a mortgage broker, client, realtor, make sure that you're getting re-qualified. Just a reminder that June 1st is the new stress test that's coming in, meaning you're qualifying at a higher rate. Uh, for you realtors out there or buyers, if you have a purchase agreement in place before June 1st, uh, you will be qualifying under the current right now stress test, uh, not the new one. So if you signed a purchase agreement you know, or a new build a year ago, two years ago, six months, or you signed a purchase agreement today, you'll still qualify under that, that, uh, that current stress test. So anyone out there shopping, just uh, make sure to talk to your mortgage broker and uh, or have your client talk to their mortgage broker to get requalified just as a... Uh, as a public service announcement reminder, mm. refi is uh, qualifying that too. So if you're refinancing, if you don't have a, uh, if you don't have your approval back by June first, you're going to also have, uh, yeah, you're going to you're going to be at a lower amount. And, a and lower. for those and for the people out there listening that might be concerned, I had two buyers uh, just go through the process, and it only skewed them by like ten fifteen thousand dollars. It it it's wasn't a, a big deal. It's it, it, yeah. it's roughly about four percent that they that with the new higher stress test it works out to being. Um, so it depends on your you know how, where you are in your yeah. budget or where you're shopping. But um, from a quick numbers standpoint, you know it's about a factor of four percent. So for some that makes you know makes a big difference if you're shopping right at your limit. But um, yeah, yeah, and and to be fair, yes, and both of my buyers weren't shopping at their limit, so that uh, it didn't really affect them at all. Uh, Steven, do you have that uh, article that we were talking about yesterday that Dave foreshadowed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, sure. uh, Amazing. Yeah. The Ottawa Citizen, you know, National Post, Globe and Mail, clearly they are well behind the times. Things that we've talked about months ago, brought up months ago. Maybe they're listening to old episodes. Who knows? Yeah, it was pretty I think funny. so. It was almost... Uh, it was almost taken verbatim when we were talking about why there was a, a supply issue. Uh, Dave talked about how, you know, uh, you know, the baby boomers are not leaving their homes. They're not going into retirement homes. They're, they're staying in their homes longer. 
then we talked about the supply, supply chain issue supply with materials chain issue, yeah. <laughs> and, and so on. And, and Dave was reading through this article yesterday in, was it the sun or citizen citizen yeah. citizen? And it had like almost verbatim, like the exact quote that Dave had, like almost in the same order, the same. <laughs> it was just awesome. We're like, wow, that was a month afterwards, but who knows, who knows who's listening? Who knows who's listening? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of it. You don't even have to bring it up. Maybe, maybe okay. we should start transcribing everything and copywriting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just close the option. Ricky, Ricky if, says, uh, for, for my own ahead. benefit, if anyone, if any one of those binge listeners, and I know you're out there who apparently just listen to real estate podcasts for six hours a day. If you hear the quote in an old episode where the guys talk about uh, that exact scenario, please send it to us so that I can make an ad out of it because you can't make you can't write that kind of advertising. <laughs> Yeah, just a That's clip, amazing. just a clip Dave, of Dave saying it, and the guy. David foreshadows the market. Yeah. <laughs> we also offer stock tips if anyone's interested. Uh, no. uh, Buy Ricky Bitcoin. Says, Ricky says he just hooked up, uh, hooked us up to this big screen and surround sound. And in the words of Joey Lawrence, "Whoa." <laughs> I don't know if that's a good amazing. Joey Lawrence impression. Well, should we roll into the mood uh, boost? Yeah, let's get into the mood boost. So I got uh, I got four for you guys today. As usual, four yeah. is kind of the new three, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I, I do three. I'm like, damn, there's one more good one here. I got to sauce it in. So here we go. We got four. Number one. What did the... Wow. I got to say this. What did the... What did the... Oh, my God. What did the thesaurus eat for breakfast? The thesaurus is quite uh, hard to say in... in it is. Uh, a synonym roll. Synonym roll. The, okay. the, the thesaurus. The, the thesaurus. The, try to say that three times fast. <laughs> Number two. The thesaurus. The thesaurus. The thesaurus. The thesaurus. A man enters a pun contest with his local paper. He sends in 10 puns, hoping at least one of them would win. Unfortunately, no pun intended. No, so I hit the no pun. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> what happened? Number three. What happened to the guy who sued over his missing luggage? He lost his case. <laughs> Number four. My computer start. My computer suddenly started yelling out, "Someone like you." It's Adele. <laughs> those were all those were all pretty good. Kind of r- ridiculous, but uh, th- they all had something in common. I don't know. I found that those were they had similarities. Mm. Those jokes. I don't know. I don't know what I mean by that, but I do. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I, I don't know. I want to. I almost want to get right into what you're what you're referring to. What you mean? I want to break this down because I have no idea. Yeah, I I would have to sit <laughs> Maybe here. Maybe they're all sex. just punny. They're I can do. I can do a plays on words report. I can do a screen share next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. My dissection. Yeah. All right. Well, North I guess Peru? that's it. I guess that's it. North Brew. Yeah, I do. I'm actually sitting oh, yeah. on some delicious French pressed Twin yeah. Peaks. It's, I can't remember the name of it. It's delicious coffee. Coffee. It's delicious coffee. And uh, so the mugs are in. I'm I'm gonna pick up the mugs today. Um, and our shirts, uh, they had a breakdown with the heat press. So I'm picking up blank shirts and we're going to get ours done at, um, Printwell that did our mugs. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, Shout out to Printwell. What do you guys think of my mug code, today? Discount um, code, 20% off. Fever. 
podcast. Yeah. Just podcast. Put the word podcast in northbrew.ca promo code podcast 20% off. You Only guys got to do it. This, co- this coffee is delicious. It actually is very good. I'm not going to lie to you. I've had, uh, I have a few different types in the freezer, but I got her in the French press. And many cups. And I'm just, I'm just fired up. I'm fired up. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the weekend, gentlemen. It's going to be, I think it's supposed to be nice again. Yeah. Get out to the, Cold get out though, to the, man. get out to your local farmer's market, you know, support local. Tune in Tuesday for the full episode. The, uh, the new yeah. market at uh, Byword is uh, very well handled, given the current situation. They only let so many people in at a time, uh, so it's very not know. crowded. Lots of super good food. Uh, mm. so, cool. Yeah, do that. All right, good to know. Word. All right, gentlemen. Stephen Hopkins. Okay. We'll see you next week. Good luck in the market. Good luck out there, Greg, in the Wild West. Yeah, I got some work to do. All right. Those Thanks. gunslingers <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. pew, pew. I'm ready. All right, we'll see you next week. I'm ready. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.